0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank sponsored by Brewer's Pizza, Orange Park and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up guys? It's JK3. Hey guys, this is a catch-up episode. We are getting back to our regular rotation, uh I guess starting this week and then going forward, uh Definitely, until we, I guess we stop, but anyway, we're shooting for Tuesday uh, night recordings with a Wednesday upload, so that's kind of what the uh, regular schedule will look like. Um, one thing I want to throw out there that I'll put in the episode description is the Bortles Facts account, so that fun, kind of goofy account that was popular over the uh, the great season that we had last year on ESPN and all the national media outlets. Uh, they're doing a fundraiser, uh, trying to raise $5,000 for the Blake Bortles foundation. Um, I'll put the link in the episode description. Uh, Blake Bortles foundation supports children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So we'll see if we can help them raise a little bit of money as well. So just to kind of catch up just a little bit, do you guys have any thoughts on the period of time between when we last recorded and now? Great to be
1: back. Uh, um, you know, we
0: had everything,
1: you know, draft and about you know, half the off season. So, uh, it's good to be back and uh, seeing how this team can improve from last year. It's, it's definitely, a, uh, it's a, it's a waiting period that never been this, never been this anxious before, you know, cause it's going to be exciting to see what happens in the next, you know, you know, two to three months.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's probably been our Shortest time from like games played to, you know, training camps, OTAs. But to me, I felt like this has been the longest uh, because I've just been so excited. I mean, we were playing meaningful football, you know, all the way up until, you know, uh, two weeks before the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, now everything's already happened the draft, uh, you know, voluntary uh, OTAs and workouts and all of those stuff now. And now, man, it's just, um, just anxious, ready for July 26th to already be here. Uh, you know, for the for the training camp And, you know, we can have those storylines And just just
0: ready to see what the team's going to do this year uh, You know, just just ready That's all I have to say July 26th, is that like regular training camp Or the mini camp thing, or which one is that? Uh, I think July
2: 26th is uh, The actual start of it It's a Thursday um, And uh, Yeah, so I think it starts on Thursday the 26th
0: Friday and uh, Saturday That weekend, so I think that's like the first uh, Training camp Okay, well, that's cool. I know we've gotten a lot of national attention over the offseason, and uh, one thing just to quickly mention, um, not to go into it too much, but, you know, we're getting recognized. I think Prisco had, like, you know, the Jags with the most players in the top 100, and, and everywhere you turn, there's articles about how good we're going to be. And, and so, I don't know, the, the hype is a little unusual for, I think, what we're used to. Uh, but do you think that's something that might kind of uh, end up biting us in the rear end is... Is something that this young team, I guess, hasn't dealt with in the past with all these expectations. You know, it's going to be a
1: real challenge uh, in the locker room, something they're not used to. But the one thing that, is, is that, we, that I've seen this offseason, and it started happening late in the playoffs last year, was they were coming together as a team. And when you do that, you're able to block out all that you know crap, and you know let some national guys come down here, like oh, you know you guys got a great defense, but you know Bortles still sucks, and you know you know people, the national media they can they can go kick rocks. As far as I'm concerned, that team's going to be focused. They're going to have them ready, and it's not even going to matter. So I, I think it, it'll 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 be somewhat of a
2: challenge at first, but then they'll get over it and move on. Man, like like uh, like King Ramsey said uh, against the, the week coming up against Seattle with the new big dogs in the league now, man. Um, that's what I like. I, I want us to have the attention. I want everybody to to be on the lookout for Jacksonville. Um, I'm tired of being a, a laughing stock in the league. You know, I like the humble approach that you take, Derek. I, I know, you know that you know you can't drink the Kool Aid and everything else like that. But then again, though, we're four minutes away from the Super Bowl. We're bringing back an entire uh, defense, the entire defense that's got us there. Our quarterback is looking a little bit better. Um, you know, we've got new weapons on offense. So you know, what what's there not to be be happy about? I would just hate to go and being so confident and we end up like eight and eight or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because in years past that would be like an awesome outcome, but now that's unacceptable. <laughs> right, Dude,
2: No, Like eight eight and eight. If if we were eight and eight like four years ago. Dude, we would be it would be the best thing ever. Now, eight and eight and eight after this last season that we had, it would I wonder how many people would be calling to, to say they're they're not renewing their season ticket. And it is definitely it's it's a slap
1: in the face from some of the, the the press clippings and stories as far as yeah, we went ten and six, yeah, we went the AFC championship game, but then when you have off season polls and rankings and, and some of the media guys, well, you know, I think the Steelers are still better. I actually heard think of one of the idiots on NFL Network say that, and I'm like, really, bruh? Really? We beat them twice in their stadium and kicked the crap out of them both times. Yeah, the score was a little bit closer in the, in the playoff game, but no. So that's what that's going to be something they're going to have to you know, be using as fuel for the fire is to just like, hey, you can be with us or not be with us. You can come along for the ride or not, but. You know, we're good. we're definitely going for a ride. It's just a
2: matter of if he want your butt to be on the bus or not. Yeah, the, the the best thing about this upcoming season too is like the marquee games that you have. You know, you get to last year. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, you guys didn't really play anybody. You didn't beat anybody. You beat like Seattle. Uh, you beat Pittsburgh, but you beat Pittsburgh early in the season. You know, quote unquote. And then when you beat them late in the season. Uh, you still get, get no respect for it now to be able to consistently do it. And you had, you got those teams that you're looking to play. You got the national teams, you got your Dallas's, you got your Pittsburgh's, you got your new England's, you got your teams, uh, you know, on the rise, you know, n- New York, you're playing these teams now that have all these different storylines and what better way to go ahead and either, you know, be the same old Jaguars that just fall, you know, victim to these or just be the Jaguars. It's like, Oh, Crap, here come the Jags.
0: You know, you don't want to see this team get hot. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, he's had pretty aggressive tweets, like you mentioned. I mean, he was on there uh, pretty much tweeting uh, about how this is going to be his best season ever and how much he's been training in the offseason. But then he had the tweet about Des Bryant, too. Did you guys see that?
2: Yeah, man. That that was... uh... That that's one of those times where I'm just like, all right man, hold on, cool, cool it.
0: <laughs> I mean, would he even be an upgrade at all for us right now? Would we even want him? I'll take him over Marquise Lee any day of the week. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have it recorded and uh, <laughs> and we'll be aired. Um I mean, but the beauty of it so but I
2: mean, so he comes in and if you if you do bring Des Bryant in, right? He's obviously your number 1, right? So that's the team. That's the that that's the guy that teams are scheming for. That's the receiver. You know, everybody's looking for. I really kind of like having no defined number one, if that makes any sense. I mean, you got Didi, you have Keelan Cole, you've got Marquise Lee, um, you know, and I think probably DJ Shark now will probably be you know in in, in that mix somewhere. Um, but really, if you look at those guys, they're not real number ones. They're not like somebody that you have to scheme for, in my opinion. I think that, you know, you may have to look out for Mark Keasley. Um, you know, but you may have to look out for Keelan Cole just because he had that breakout year last year and showed that he can stretch the field. Didi was there half the year. But I mean, I really am not seeing somebody that sticks out on paper for us where we're just like, hey, you need to legitimately, we need to game plan for this guy. We need to have like you know, man cover with a safety high on Keelan Cole. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I think having that uncertainty at receiver and you really don't know what you're going to get, um, and, you know, not really putting too much stuff on film kind of helps us out in a, in a little bit.
1: Yeah. And with shark, you know, that's going to be the, 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 wild card, you know, him. And then you brought in Moncrief, You gave him 10 or $11 million, whatever it is. Um, but there's I completely something. About, forgot about Moncrief. Yeah. But there's something about these LSU receivers, man. Like, where do they come from? Like, what are they doing down there in Baton Rouge? Their offense is trash as far as a college po- football program has been for 10, 15 years. But they produce these wide receivers that just come out of nowhere. Like, I, I really don't get it. Landry, Beckham. Uh, there's a couple more that have been in the league i can't even think of their names right now but good night um you know i remember there's a guy named early Doucette. he played a few years in the league i think he played for the cardinals um oh gosh help me out jk3 there's been at least two or three more that you know uh, i mean they they may have not made the pro bowl but they made
2: nfl rosters yeah, they have had some some really good uh, prospects that have come out, um, you know that that have been just really, I don't know, off the charts. I mean, you you thought I think Fournette was probably one of their one of their mainstays of their offense. You know what I mean? But then you know they you saw what happened to him. They ran him into the ground, and now we're kind of taking over that with his ankle injury and everything. But yeah, I think it's really weird how um, you know LSU they just have these quarterbacks. Or excuse me, have these receivers that literally just burst out on the scene? And if they wear that number seven, or if anybody wears that number seven for LSU, they probably are going to turn out to be just you know someone who's who's legitimate, uh, you know, in the NFL. But I mean, you got to look at it like this. I mean, you, they put out Alfred, Alfred Blue, Quan Alexander. Um, I mean, it's just. Morris Claiborne, who was okay with Dallas when he played there, uh, Beckham, you know what I mean? So, I mean, just the list just keeps going. Uh, and those guys in college, if you were like a diehard Tigers fan, you wouldn't know that they went to LSU.
0: Well, JK3, talk a little bit about Chark, because I know you were particularly excited about him. Um, what is it that that makes him stand out as a guy that could look to be a big contributor this year? Like, What are his attributes, I guess, that are that are setting him apart from the other guys. Well,
2: I think, and, and I may be, you know, just a, as me being a Gator fan, but I think that someone does have the competitive advantage when they play in the SEC. I'm sorry. I said it. Maybe ACC as well. So SEC, ACC. I don't want to get too much fire, uh, you know, from some of the listeners or anything else like that, but that's number one. Uh, number two, his, his route running. I think is very superior. Um, I think not only does he know how to uh, get open when it comes to being covered in man, but he finds the zones. He runs a lot of plays and a lot of the, the routes that he can run are you know zone beaters. You know stuff where you've got people just sitting in a zone, and he can find that open window. And you know really knows how to get open. Um, he's a big body as well, so everyone was really worried about losing um, you know a Rob over the uh, over the last year, which which is understandable. You know, that's what we had. That's what everybody loved. Um, but I mean, you know, he's six four, big body, big target for Blake to throw at, and he's got hands, man. Um, I really like his hands. I really like watching some of the stuff that he did at LSU, um, you know, just watching him play against those defenses. But still, even in some of the things that we've seen in OTAs, granted, we can't see everything. They haven't been able to you know, show us too much because you can't report or anything from from OTAs.
0: But some of the things that we've seen in some of the plays that we watch, I mean, he looks good. Derek, what about the fact that with Chark looking good and some of these young guys looking good, the fact that Marquise Lee's is being uh, reported as a guy that's actually struggling? Like, what do you what do you put your finger on with that? Is that something we should actually be concerned about? Could he possibly be pushed down the depth chart? What are you looking at there? We should be concerned for the fact that we just paid him. But as far as the replacement,
1: though, I mean, because we got depth, we don't have proven depth, but there's depth there. Uh, as far as getting uh, getting him the ball and having some familiarity with Blake Bortles, sure, that's there. Now we're also talking about practice, okay? We're we're talking about Iverson. This ain't game; it's practice. Uh, we understand that, but at the same time you should be flowing through the motion, man. He should be coming out of those cuts, just boom, boom, balls there, you know, onto the next rep. And if he's not doing that, then, you know, what's the holdup? You know, his first couple years he got hurt, he kind of had a decent year, you know, he had had some drops, but you should be able to just come out and, you know, like rapid fire, boom, boom. And if he's not doing that, if coaching staff sees something, that's just not good. I mean, I've never been... I, I always thought that and not to uh, go backwards, but I always thought that A. Rob would be the one to stay. Lee would be first. Hearns would be second if we had to. Never thought in a million years those two would be gone, and he would be the one returning, resigning. So it's it's not that you know you don't like the guy, nothing like that. That has nothing to do with it. It's just it's been the same thing every year. You know, if either he's hurt or he he does play okay, but then when it comes down to the nitty gritty. It just it doesn't have what it takes to, to, to lead us over the top of what we need for as a team.
0: Yeah, speaking of Alan Robinson, we went to Chewy's this past weekend at the St. John's Town Center, and our waiter, he saw had a Jaguars hat on, and I guess he was a Bears fan. He's like, yeah, man, we're uh, we suck right now. We're not going to be doing that great this season. I was like, oh, you got Allen Robinson though. That's exciting. He was like, yeah, man, we still suck. It doesn't matter. So I was just like, dang, that didn't make any difference. Just makes me question like why he would want to leave. Um, I know money plays a part uh, as well, but um, I don't know. It just seems like they got some great salesmen up there,
2: especially when when the team is kind of on the on the up and up, and you've. Been through such you know crappy years with with Blake and you know hopefully you can get it get it uh, you know everything worked out but I did see a funny funny tweet today where uh, they showed Blake throwing a ball to Moncrief and someone goes wow he actually kept that ish in bounds <laughs> so yeah I thought it was the, yeah it laughed a little bit on it
0: well how crazy is the narrative going to be uh, when it when it plays out potentially that. Blake kind of gets the last laugh on that whole thing because you remember how uh, what you're referencing is kind of Alan Robinson. I guess he was caught on audio. Was that last uh, off season? Uh, Yeah, it was last training camp. Yeah, getting upset because he was thinking that uh, that the passes just weren't very accurate. And now you got Robinson, you know, gone to Chicago. Uh, obviously, fans of Chicago are not super confident in their abilities this year. And now Blake, a good transition point, he's looking good. I mean, he's getting a lot of good recognition and uh, and rave reviews in camp. For, in my opinion. Just from what I can see, I don't know a lot of the football stuff necessarily, but he looks like he's in great shape, maybe tip-top shape since he's been with the team. Um, You know, What are you guys thinking with Blake right now? Is this fool's goal just because it's practice, like you said, Derek? Or is it uh, something that we should actually be paying attention to?
1: Something we should definitely be paying attention to. Um, He's never come in like this before, and definitely with the team rallying around him, that's big. And you know what? We never know, man. Not to go backwards, but Maybe A. Rob was a cancer. Maybe he got in Bortles' head. We never know. And you, you could say that, yeah. But you're a professional. He should ignore that, and they should be working together a te- as a team. There have been individual players that have taken out an entire locker room of players, an entire team. Maybe he was it. Maybe they saw that, and it was like, hey, you know, we don't think you're worth eighteen or whatever it was. Bye. So, but I like the fact that the team's rallying around him, you know, so that, that's that's huge. It's huge.
2: Yeah, it's not it's not going to do anything but, you know, build his confidence, uh, you know, especially with the team, you know, being around him. We saw what, uh, you know, Malik Jackson said about Jerome Casey and then how everybody kind of just – you know, rallied from him from that point at all. And then, like you mentioned earlier when we were, you know, talking a little bit before we started recording, how he's always laughing with the defense. He's laughing with these other guys. And, you know, he, he, it looks like he's having more, more fun. I, I think the game will probably come a little bit more natural to him when he's having fun. Uh, a little bit more natural to him when he's actually, you know, not worried about it. Because, I mean, one of the things that we've all said as a Jaguar fan is that, when Blake throws a bad pass, he throws like five or six bad passes in a row. He generally doesn't get a chance to really let things go um, because that's you know who he is and how his mentality is. Uh, whatever the case may be, maybe he was in his own head. But one of the things that's got to be working best for him as well is that he's literally practicing against the best defense in the NFL day in and day out. That's a good point. He's not He's not going to see a defense like this. I mean, he's not going to see a defense like this every day in and out where they are in his face. Um, you know, Telvin's going to be yelling. You, Of course, you got Jalen, who's going to be chirping the entire time. So, and it's one of those mentalities now where it's you've literally got an iron sharp, sharpens iron, um, you know, type of mentality right now. You know, Blake's got his, he's got his new guard right now. Uh, we've got Fournette. We've got a new receiver right now going along with other receivers that have been in the system for a while. Versus... Um, you know, uh, that the top five defense that we were last year. So it's literally going to be one of those situations where it's going to be chippy. It's going to be something where, uh, the defense is going to literally be looking to, to make a name for themselves and continue to build off what they have. But then again, with Blake and that offense going up against that defense every day, I mean, and then on top of that too, Further on in training camp, they're going up to Minnesota. So that's another defense that he's going to be playing against also. Gives him the chance to go ahead and and get all his INTs and stuff out of the way
0: now (laughs) versus, (laughs) versus in the regular season. I think the, Nathaniel Hackett even had made a kind of a joke about the fact that, you know, thank God we don't play, you know, these guys on Sunday. So that's actually a really good point I didn't even think about it, is the, the, the work he's getting is really good, solid work. To go up against that day in and
1: day out you know, is huge. Of course, confidence is huge. You um, can only get better. And if he can still improve on what, what he did last year, cut down on some of the total turnovers, manage the game, you know, believe in the offensive line which if everything pans out with the line that the, that the coaches is planning you know that's that's gonna be massive uh with norwell coming in it, it, that changes everything if you keep fournette healthy you get two or three backs that can run the ball get some you know gimmick plays for grant get him open in space you can get very creative with the offense and that can take pressure off the not inexperienced receivers, but inexperienced group um, as far as game situations, and that can help them uh, do. You know, just be more open minded. Remember the uh, the touchdown pass in the Steeler game to the fullback off the play action. Mm-hmm. You know, Fournette wasn't. You know, ca- you know, he wasn't gashing them, but they were obviously concerned about him. So they snuck the fullback around. Middle linebacker bit on the play action like he, you know, was biting a dang cheeseburger from
0: IHob, whatever the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> they Stupid. And, and, and I like the that by way. I, like the way you, I like the way you dropped that in
1: there. That was good. Uh the full, the fullback was wide open for a touchdown. So if Nathaniel Hackett can get creative like that and if, you know, we have we have playmakers when you put him in space to make plays. You know, it's just a matter of can we get creative enough to get to make those plays? You know, and we haven't even talked about the tight ends, which we'll probably get in that, you know, another episode. But just there's a lot of guys with potential to make plays. Now the coaching staff has to glue it together and figure
0: it out. Yeah, exactly. And that's true. I mean, this is kind of just like a a quick hitter type thing catching up here. We're going to get a little bit more in depth over the next few weeks for sure. One area just kind of shifting gears to the defense and JK three. I know you were kind of interested in this topic was Ronnie Harrison and kind of where he stacks up, uh, one as a surprise, but also maybe possibly competing with some of the guys that we have starting and trying to take their job. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. It's all about getting younger and faster, um, Derek, I I thought that it would be something where this could possibly be, you know, Barry Church's, you know, last rodeo, uh, you know, with us here. He's got eight years in the league right now. Um, And if you've got someone who's hungrier, someone who's got less miles on them right now, and you got to think about it next year, the year after next, they've got a lot to do and a lot to figure out as far as contract-wise goes. That's just the money side of things like that. But as far as the instincts, I think... Um, You know, Barry Church does probably have a little bit of edge on him right now, but that's going to be something that really playing behind him and learning and, uh, you know, being that that second string player, at least for, uh, you know, the first year, maybe coming in on some bigger uh, or maybe coming in on some nickel packages. I don't know how they find a way to get him real time game game time, but I really think he could probably be a long term solution for the Jags, um, you know, based off of his play at Alabama, which is. Basically, you know, the closest thing to an NFL program that you're going to get in the college football level. So him being elite at Alabama, uh, you know, and, and him still even now turning heads in OTAs is something good. And I don't want to get too hung up on OTAs because, again, it's nothing but two-hand touch football, you know, shirts and shorts, you know, nothing really crazy that you can put on film. But I really do see, you know, come next month when they start uh, – you know, bringing in or they start doing the live tackling drills and live hits. I can literally see him being a person that blows somebody up. Maybe not like, uh, you know, a DJ Chark or uh, or Keelan Cole, but maybe one of these second or third string practice players, someone in there to take some live bullets. I can see him see him giving those out.
1: You know, everything about that with Ronnie Harrison uh, is is something that I believe he's going to be an exceptional talent. He's definitely a great addition to the defense, but I don't think it's going Barry Church's way. I think it's going to uh, T. Gibbs' way. And it, it depends on who can make plays. And Church has made a few more plays than Gibson has made. Gibson would probably be a league leader in interceptions had he just like hung around Ramsey and actually caught some of those tip balls. But and, and forget the whole, well, he doesn't play that position. The team doesn't care, okay? If he can get back there and be a center fielder, Ronnie Harrison gonna be, is going to be our free safety. If he can be the last line of defense, he'll, he'll be the free safety. So, you know, Barry Churchier's got eight years in the league, but he, to me, he's played better than, than Gibson has. And, you know, that's going to be a tough decision because they both have did okay. But there were definitely some turnovers that were left on the board. Uh, oh yeah, that could have been that could have been picked up. So that, that's my whole thing. Can Ronnie Harrison make those plays, those game changers? Can he be there when our Pro Bowl corners tip the ball? Because you know there's going to be tips. They they rarely get beat. There's only two times I've seen our receivers get beat,
2: and one of them was San Antonio Brown, so that doesn't count. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they both had uh, they both had four interceptions last year. um, You know, as far as you know, free and strong safety. But again, I think Harrison is interchangeable. But like you said, it's one of the it's gonna be it's gonna come down to to who makes plays. I don't see Gibson leaving any plays out there. You know what I mean? But then again, I can for some reason. This 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 Barry Church thing, I, I can really see you know him you know kind of taking a a little bit of a uh, a safety route, like a strong safety on that, and then literally just or no Barry Church plays uh, free safety, right? No, Church
1: is strong, strong, strong yeah, safety. Okay, strong safety.
2: Yeah. yeah, so I can see see him taking a strong safety approach for it, and just because. You know, I think that's the position that he played in in Bama. Um, And he was able to come up and make some tackles, able to come up and get those reads. But then another thing, too, that's going to be really good is whenever we, you know, whenever uh, AJ and um, Jalen are on an island and a team tries to get cute or try to get fancy and, you know, run those receivers all the way down the field and try to hit you with like a play action pass, you know, we're going to need somebody there to diagnose that. And I think both Church and Gibson were pretty good at doing that, but I think it's gonna come down like you said, it's gonna be coming down to the turnovers, not the tackle. Yeah, and, and who's to say that on first down, if it's first down and
1: we're in a they in a you know, the team's been running the ball on us, who's to say we don't put Harrison at the nickel? You know, do something different. And I'm not I, I don't know this. I'm just saying. I'm just guessing. But if you've got that versatile of a player, you gotta find a way to get him on the field. And get your most effective uh, personnel out of your defense. Um, teams have different you know, names and groupings for their different personnels. And, and basically, they just they got to find that
0: personnel. It's just basically going to kick ass like they did last year. Excuse my language. <laughs> All right. So let's do a couple little quick hitter points and then we'll wrap up. Unless you guys had anything else on OTAs or anything. No? No. no. All right, <laughs> no, <man>. no. <laughs> no, All right so qu- quick things, just quick reactions. So I'll throw out the topic. You guys just give me your thoughts real quick. So the new TIAA bank signage is up. What do you guys think about that? As long as it's got bank in it, we're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, bank bank pays the bills around here So yeah. as long we can still be down by the bank We're, we're good
0: <laughs> Yeah, pays the bills I'm doing the quotation mark <laughs> Simple with my hands right now Um, uh, I like the Everbank signage better It was more colorful uh, Andrew Luck uh, throwing little Nerf balls For his first activity Did you guys see that? My five-year-old kid can throw it further than Andrew Luck right now So I'm good <laughs> And the Colts better do something
1: Because he's obviously got problems It's been what, 18 months since he's last thrown a football, something crazy like that. And he can only throw a Nerf ball right now. Uh, They're not telling us. It doesn't take a smart person. You know, they're not smart. It does not take a rocket scientist to figure this out. You know, it's,
0: Something's wrong, and he's he's done. Greg Hardy knocks out Austin Lane, former Jaguar, in 57 seconds in uh, UFC.
2: Man, I was, I was rooting for Austin Lane. I, I really was. One, because he has been in MMA for a couple years, and two, because I'm not really the biggest Greg Hardy fan, but I haven't seen it, but I heard it was just a street fight. There's, you know, Austin Lane's a big dude that was training to be an MMA
1: fighter. Greg Hardy's crazy. <laughs> you, don't get to, you don't get to the ring with somebody who's crazy doesn't matter how big you are if you know they're
0: crazy you don't want to you don't want to see them and he saw greg hardy it, it sucks because austin lane looks like the type of guy that would be awesome at mma you know what i mean like he just has that cool look or whatever but um all right and then last thing uh uh yay or nay oatmeal raisin cookie beer <laughs> I'm 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 gonna
2: go with a a, a hard nay on this. I, I don't want to you know mix my beer and my cookies together. You know, in some type of like smoothie, <laughs> alcoholic smoothie that you got going on over there, Derek. Mm. Don't knock it till you try
1: it. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't knock it till you try it, man. We
2: we are we are sponsored by Brewers Pizza. So and and I and I do love beer and I do love beer from Cigar City. Uh, so so Derek, what what was it? Were you drinking? <laughs> It
1: was Oatmeal Raisin Cookie from from Cigar City. Uh, me and the missus happened to be down in Tampa visiting some friends. And I just decided to stop by and pick up a few cases for the for the ride home. A few? A few
2: cases for the ride home. Yeah. A few cases for the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a yeah. One that
0: sounds horrible, but also uh, I believe you said like 15, didn't you?
1: It was a lot, but uh, let's just say that the bottom rack in the fridge, because I don't have my beer fridge in my garage yet, new home, um, is full, and she can't use it right now for groceries. So um, we got to we got to work on that. We got to get it. I have an excuse to get a beer fridge now. I just got to talk her into let me buy it.
0: <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, good. Well, we and you managed to creatively sneak in the iHome reference, so that I appreciate that because I forgot at the beginning. Um. I, I, I just it just no it just doesn't work well no i
1: hob there's so many you know uh, jokes I've seen I've seen i hobbit uh, there's some, been some other jokes that are you know adult material we can't mention this on the show uh, <laughs> uh, just there's so many ways you could go with that phrase they gotta they gotta kill that they gotta go back to what they know I I've never
2: gone to i hob. Waffle House, Cracker Barrel, and gotten a burger. No, from any of these breakfast places, uh-huh. I've never even wanted to go get a burger. That's like going to a uh, a chicken restaurant and getting seafood. I just wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go to Popeyes and get the, the five piece golden brown shrimp. I'm not there for that. I'm here for my. I'm here for my three piece spicy with a biscuit. I'm you know I wouldn't go to Whitey's Fish Camp in Orange Park or something like that and get chicken. Why Why would you do that? <laughs>
0: yeah. Plus, there's just too many burger places now. I just feel like that's a stupid decision just in general. I mean, think about it. Like at the town center, there are literally like 20 different burger restaurants.
2: I mean, burger is like the new, it's like the new it food. You know how like every, every couple of years there's something like that's it, like it was avocados for a while. Now, now it's burgers.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, good stuff. I, it's funny enough because I was, I was listening to the last episode before we recorded. We spent like 10 minutes talking about that dog park thing. So I think we made improvements in this episode. <laughs> 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 so.
1: You're going to put an ob- IHOB in the stadium. You're
0: going to be chasing after the burgers. That's you know? right. <laughs> Yeah, that's the new endorsement that's coming out. All right, well, I guess uh, it's pretty late, and we're just kind of rambling now, so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Again, uh, check out the fundraiser for uh, Blake Bortles Foundation, the at Bortles Facts account. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We might have a special guest next week to talk a little bit about that. So it's not Blake Bortles, so don't think it's that. <laughs> I guess I should say I was that. like,
1: what? We got some pull now? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. no. Pay,
0: pay more attention to the Twitter handle I dropped, not the Blake Bortles part of it. Um, but that would be great. Corey, if trying, Corey trying to run off with the plug, JK3. Trying to, <laughs> yeah. trying to flex
2: a muscle. It could be it could be international house of Bortles. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's like uh, my wife was uh, helping us with our Instagram account for this podcast, which I don't think has been updated in like eight months. She's she's not a good social media intern, and. she had a follow from an account and it looked like Blake Bortles. And so she got super excited and ran out of the room. She's like, I, 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 all the techniques I'm using are working. Blake Bortles followed us. And you got on there and it's like Blake mortals with an M at the front (laughs) and (laughs) stuff. Stupid fake accounts. Uh, Um, Way to go. Way to go intern. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, All right. So good stuff. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Again, we will be back next week. And if you guys could, we're up to 104 five-star reviews, which is awesome, and then we passed a uh, 1,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Ryan Day on that one for helping push that effort, so we appreciate it. Um, so, uh, again, check us out on iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, all the major podcast platforms, and uh, shoot us a message on Twitter or Facebook if you have any feedback or comments or anything you want us to throw into the next episode. So, thanks again for listening, and 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 we'll talk to you guys next time.